0: Welcome to My Journey, the podcast for individuals who are seeking to write their own stories while creating a more healthy life along the way. My name is Brian Pickowitz, this is My Journey, and now it's time to start yours.
1: Lindsay, and I want to jump in and talk to you about your step one, and that is Living Lean You. Living Lean You is a 12-week group coaching program I created for women who are aggressively seeking confidence, internally and externally. This is a program for any woman who is stuck on the hamster wheel of going to the gym, eating healthy for a little bit, and then sabotaging her progress without even realizing it. She ends up either back at square one or in a perpetual cycle of this where she just can't seem to push herself to that next level in her fitness, career, relationships, etc. Living Lean You is different because it doesn't just give you a nutrition and training program, it also gives you a community of badass women to thrive in and pull from when you're feeling challenged. Each week we hop on a group video call and go into the deep stuff. There will probably be tears, but there will certainly be breakthroughs. Outside of these group calls, you will have a lesson weekly with a reflection to match. This ensures that each piece of your journey is moving and every question that comes up is answered. This program will give you the knowledge needed to make sustainable physical progress, habits to cultivate a lifestyle around your health, the confidence to kill and an army of women around you throughout the entire journey. If you're done feeling trapped in your body and frustrated by your lack of progress, you can apply for the first round of registration of Living Lean You at LindsayRegoFit.com coaching. I can't wait to hear from you girly, let's move.
0: What is going on guys? Welcome to My Journey. I am your host Brian Pickowitz and today we have a special episode with Lindsay Rego. and Lindsay is my lovely fiance and this is our first episode of our journey. So the goal of this podcast is to talk about the different aspects of relationships, the relationship that we've been able to build and how to really understand your partner so that you can build a strong foundation for each other. And so today we are going to talk about trust, trust. And so what do you believe Lindsay is the value of trust?
1: I think trust is absolutely everything in a relationship. If you can't trust your partner or yourself, then you're going to have a really hard time building together with somebody else. It just, it won't piece together the way that you want it to. So it's, it's very, very important.
0: And so, Off of that, I know that we talked about this, so right now, one of the things that we're doing is we're living in Dallas, living in Dallas, Texas. We are New Hampshire natives. We actually went to high school together, um, and we have been together for almost four years now, depending on who you're talking to. I might (laughs) say four years, I might say five (laughs) at this point. Um, You know, one of the things that we've really been able to focus on, though, is as our journey has brought us from New Hampshire to Los Angeles, now to Dallas, is having that consistent focus of the relationship being our our foundation to build the business that we want together. And I think one of the pieces of that comes from laying that foundation of trust. And so what we wanna to do today is talk about what trust means how to build trust, how do you cultivate trust within yourself and within your partner because it really does start from within. It really starts with you trusting yourself and understanding yourself to the point where you know you can be vulnerable with someone because you're that confident in who you are. So we're gonna talk about how to cultivate that confidence, how to get that self-awareness, and ultimately we're gonna talk about what happens when things fall apart and when your relationship gets sideways because that's one aspect that I think that a lot of times when people talk about these things, they're like, oh, well, here's how it looks in a fairyland, how, how everything's perfect and all these different aspects. But we also want to talk about the rawness and realness of building a business together, building a relationship together and how that actually can flow into your guy's space.
1: Absolutely. And we're excited. We're intrigued to hear your guys' feedback and any questions that you guys have, you can always ask and we'll address it on the next episode.
0: And so today, when we're talking about trust, we're talking about building that foundation, what for you was the moment that stands out for you where you felt like you could actually trust me?
1: Oh, that's a great question. It definitely took took me giving you a chance. Hmm. So I want to say practice, but I know that that's not the right word. So when you're starting to get into a relationship with somebody, you're not necessarily going to trust them right away. And that's okay. That's normal. But you need to be willing to give them a chance to let you in and tr- so that you can trust them. Because the more closed off you are and the more insecure insecure you are, the harder it's going to be to have any trust in someone else. So when it comes to me, it took me a long time to build the, my own personal confidence so that I could trust Brian. And that's something that I it ended up melding together perfectly for us because we kind of both started from scra- scratch, from square one together. So I really wasn't confident in my own body and I had to really work on that and allow Brian in and he actually helped me a lot on that journey. And once I started to cultivate that confidence, that's when I started to open up and start trusting someone else with my heart and with everything. So you can you can give your take on that. But that's what stands out to me is like when I first started gaining that little bit of confidence in myself through you, that's when I started to trust you. It kind of melded together nicely.
0: Yeah. and. For those of you who are listening to that came through fitness, that was how you really cultivated the confidence too. Just so Lindsay's a nationally qualified bikini competitor. And so she has competed in bodybuilding. She competed in fitness. She's done a lot of amazing things. And so that's where the confidence came from. Yes, absolutely. Just want to make sure everyone's on the same page here. (laughs) Um, But one of the things that I think that stems into that is when you think about trust, it does come from a place within. And like for me, like I was in relationships before we started dating, and one of the things I always found is I was always in a position where I was trying to impress someone or be someone I wasn't, or love someone because I felt obligated to, or trying to be someone who would be deserving of their love. And I had a lot of trust issues because I got cheated on, I was bullied as a kid, I was always trying to be the person that people liked. And when you're trying to impress that many people, you have trust issues because you know that it will go away just like that. And so there was always a consistent fear within me that I wasn't gonna be able to map out, or match, I guess a better word, the person that was really the best for me. And it took getting really concentrated and confident in my own presence so that when you showed up in my life, we could build a level of trust. And actually, I know you didn't have a moment for me <laughs> my moment for you was actually the first day we hung out. The first day we hung out, the first moment we started hanging out, um, I knew that there was going to be a level of vulnerability because I had never just in an instance allowed anyone to see my vulnerable side, which is silly and fun, and, and also be in a position where I wasn't worried about you judging me because I think that's the other level of trust. You don't trust someone because you're afraid of them judging you. And when you're comfortable and confident in yourself, you're able to actually be in the position where you risk being seen, and that kind of vulnerability is where I think trust is built.
1: Absolutely, and there's definitely a couple moments that do come to mind now, and one of them is more silly, but I, so I won't focus there. But when it comes to vulnerability and being confident in yourself, I so anybody that doesn't understand where I came from or. They don't follow me on any social media. I was much heavier when Brian and I first started dating. And I was certainly not the most comfortable in my skin. But so when it comes to vulnerability and being willing to be seen, the moment that does come to my mind is the first time that we were intimate. And that was the most raw that you could possibly be with somebody. And it, it wasn't after that long. And so I was really scared. And I was certainly not ready to trust you fully but that was the first moment that I allowed myself to be seen and to just take whatever came from it and see how you reacted and how it changed our relationship and the dynamic of it and that's certainly a scary moment for anybody but you have to have not necessarily that moment but you have to have those moments where you're fully vulnerable and raw with somebody in order to understand how they react and really take it for what it is because otherwise your walls will never come down. So you have to have those times, which is my best advice to people. It's like you don't have to tell them everything, but you got to have those times.
0: What techniques have you been able to use for yourself in order to build trust whether it's internal or within our relationship? So like what are what's some practical pieces of advice?
1: Well, first of all, when it comes to building that not internal trust, but that confidence so that you can trust someone, I would say the most practical piece of advice is you have to build your own confidence first. Like, absolutely hands down, I say no, no no negotiation on that front. If you don't trust yourself and you aren't confident in who you are and the you you present to the world, oftentimes that's external, that's physical first, and then you work on the internal as a result of that. So I think that's non-negotiable, number one. You have to take care of your health externally and internally. So as far as external, that can be any form of physical fitness or exercise and fueling your body with the right nutrition to make yourself just feel whole and feel healthy. Because I think that's that does have a big impact on your ability to be confident no matter what. Would you agree?
0: Well, I would say, too, our relationship was built on us figuring out our confidence. Literally. Literally. (laughs) Literally. Yeah. So, I mean, I started competing in my first bodybuilding competition. When we started dating, I started doing my modeling then. I started, you know, building the business then. And I felt confident because it was something that I knew that I was supposed to be doing. And at the same time, I was building my body. And that's the most literal way to build confidence. And you stepped into my life and I started showing you how to do it you started training with me and I remember when you went to the first contest that I competed in, after that it was like lights out, like let's do this and I wanna like I want to do this, I'm gonna do whatever it takes and I'm gonna push myself in a, in a healthy means. And so for us, our, our, our relationship has literally been built off of that and if you guys are in a position where you're like, oh well that's great for you guys to say because that's the foundation of your life, I would say that it's it's twofold. One, you need to be with someone who allows you to embrace the aspects of you that you want to fix. I was talking about this with Lindsay the other day. And there is such a fallacy that is present in relationships. And I think that that's the notion that, well, honey, I love you the way that you are. And that's not true. When someone says that, what they're saying is, I love you the way that I am right now. And I don't want to change. I don't want to have to be feeling vulnerable or judged or inadequate. I'm comfortable with myself because you're comfortable with yourself and that works. Now, here's the dichotomy with that. If you really are comfortable with yourself and you're in a position where you're like, hey, I'm great. You're great. Then you don't have to go work on yourself. But if you feel on the inside, that there's something that you're supposed to change. If you know that there's something that you're really being called to present for yourself, whether it's getting in shape, changing your body, changing your mindset, implementing new lifestyle, strategies and habits, whatever it is for you, if your significant other doesn't support you, then it's a wash, it's an absolute wash. I think that it's not gonna be, it's not gonna allow you to trust each other because you're gonna be resentful for one, and at the same time you're denying what you know that you truly want. And there's a difference between being healthy and being to the point where you're so obsessed with health that you're neurotic. And that's not us. Like we love we love food. Like I've been called a foodie now mm-hmm. for the first time in my life, which I'm glad that I can like I'm embracing it. <laughs> but um you, know, you don't have to have a neurotic sense about your health, but you, you wanting to get healthy and change something about you should be something that is embraced by your partner. And I know that from my standpoint as a coach, that's the one thing that separates successful people and non-successful people is the ability to cut ties with people who are cancerous to your success or having people around you that do support you.
1: And to pay back off of that, I think that's a great segue into what I would give as the next practical piece of advice, which is certainly communicating with each other. Because when it comes to one of you starting to shift your lifestyle in some way, shape, or form, like whatever it is, might not be fitness related, whatever it is, sometimes your partner might to start to have old insignificant feelings coming to the surface or insecure feelings coming to the surface. So if you decide to better yourself or to take up a new hobby or to do something that you want to do and your partner says that like they're supportive, you do whatever you want, but I'm not doing that. Like I I want to be the one person that will tell you that is not support. Support is how can I help you? I love that you're doing this for yourself and I want to make it as easy as possible. And then maybe eventually they join you. Certainly don't expect that they will join you in building their own confidence or their own self in the same way. But they need to fully embrace you and communicate that maybe they are feeling insecure. Because if once that communication disappears and they start to turn inward, or you start to turn inward, that is when the resentment comes. So I think my next practical piece of of advice is certainly communicate and really, really let your walls down when it comes to communication.
0: Well, and to piggyback off of that, what I would also say that it takes is really being solid on where you need to build the most confidence because a lot of times people will hear things like, oh get more motivated or be more confident or work harder and there's no specific attachment to anything. So if you're not sure on what you need to present in order to be more confident or what you need to fix or what's holding you back you need to spend some time by yourself and you need to really articulate what that thought is and what that feeling is and then to tie it into the relationship aspect of it you need to be able to communicate the importance of that to your partner and that's where the trust comes in because it's like you know one of the things that I was talking about one of the actual questions we had on um, Facebook and on Instagram about this is what happens when things turn sideways. And one of the things that I know for me, I struggle with is anxiety. So I've had um, fairly bad bouts of anxiety for the last about five years. Um, It's pretty much paralyzed me at some points. I've had panic attacks. Um, I've had to like really spend a lot of time internal and, and dissect what was holding me back from feeling like I couldn't be present because that's what anxiety is. Depression is the fear of the past or the fear of the unknown in the future, but anxiety is really the fear of the future. It's, it's, I'm not going to be enough. If I don't do this, it's, it's going to stress me out and stress is just another word for fear. And all these things map out to you not feeling like you're good enough right now or that you can be present right now. And so now through meditation and through other practices that I've implemented into my life, I'm, Majority anxiety free but there's still some moments where I'll get anxious and I think it's taken me being able to trust Lindsay with that but also her being able to trust that if I am anxious and things are falling apart and what that means is just like I get I get like a little chaotic it's not like anything over the hills but it it really takes her being able to trust that it's, it's it's a flare-up or it's something like that where we're going to work our way back to normalcy.
1: And when it comes to things turning sideways, since we're going to go into that topic a little bit. Absolutely. I think it, at, at some point in every single relationship, even if you're the happiest people in the entire world together, which Brian and I arguably are, we have very happy times and our lives are... Exciting so there's not much to be upset about per se. We still have those times where we are not Connecting we are not vibing and we need to get back on the same page And so that's what I would quantify sideways as if somebody were to say like what happens when it gets sideways Um, That's typically what happens so just to give you that context when you are not feeling connected to your partner hopefully I'll give this a precursor. Hopefully you are at a point, if you've been together for a bit, that you know when you're connected and when you're not. Because it's a pretty, like, I would say pretty tangible feeling when you're not on the same page. And so, first of all, calling that out when you're not on the same page, and not in a negative way, but just simply being like, we need to make some time to reconnect, is a really tangible thing that you can do. And I don't think enough couples do that. They kind of just hope for the best and, like that it works out and things get better, you know. And there's definitely some things that Brian and I do to reconnect, which I don't know if you want to dive into or I can. No, absolutely. So when Brian and I need to reconnect, first of all, sometimes it's, it's in your head and it's not necessarily that you're not connected. So you definitely need to communicate that you feel like you're not connected. Because there's definitely been times where I feel like we're not, but Brian is, Brian's fine like he's like oh i didn't think there was anything wrong. And so then you can really delve into that and figure it out together. And that's very very helpful to just get on the same page that way. And if you guys do really need to reconnect, then you need to schedule that. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing. So like you can't just expect that you're going to find some time at some point.
0: Yeah, it's interesting how we don't necessarily see our relationships as things that need to be prioritized. Mm-hmm. Like like your body Mm-hmm. Or like you know your visits to the doctor, and it doesn't mean, and it's weird because like people are like, oh well, I'm not gonna go see a therapist. It's like no, it's not, we're not talking about being in a position where you're going to see a relationship therapist or a counselor. It's like when was the last time you guys? When was the last time you guys went out to breakfast together? Mm. When was the last time you just even said, hey, let's go do something spontaneous or? showed showed up with flowers for lack of a better term the old cliche but things like that it's like you need to treat your relationship with the same kind of focus at times that you're treating everything else in your life
1: with Mm -hmm. and bridging into bridging into that piece because that kind of it starts to migrate away from just connecting and it transforms into being thoughtful which I certainly will admit that I struggle with at times because when your mind is running a million miles uh, miles per hour, you don't necessarily take a second to think of your partner because you're together at, typically in the morning and the, in the night, and maybe you have some daily rituals that you do together, like Brian and I make sure that we have a meal together every day. whether Even though you guys might say you're together all the time, it's easy for you guys, I think that there should be some non-negotiables no matter who you are. Um, But, on the thoughtful note, you can very easily make your partner a meal, clean up after them, get them a little present, or just write them a note or a text or something that says, like, I was thinking about you. And that also sounds super cliche, but I guarantee somebody listening to this is like, oh, you're probably right, and I have not done that this week, or today, even, and... So I think that it's, that's something that's overlooked because it's a cliche.
0: Well, and it's also understanding what people like. Yes. Or what matters to them, what their love language is. Um, I think that, like, so a good example, and not to make myself sound like a, you know, standout uh fiance Um, but today we were at the store and we're staying in airbnbs we're hopping around trying to figure out if we want to live in dallas or not we're trying to figure out if we want to move from los angeles to dallas and what we're doing is we're here during my favorite time of the year which is christmas and one of the things i want to do is i still want to have some some aspect of the holidays with us while we're spending our time here for the majority of the month and so i bought little um stockings that had an L and a B on it, and we were gonna fill them up throughout like the weeks. And so I know that there's something that you would really like because you like surprises, and you like little things like that. You like thoughtful things. But at the same time, you also like when I just pick up the mm. house, mm. or when I tell you you look pretty, or something like that. It's, it's any of those words of affirmation. And so being in a position where you understand your partner it's easy to be like, well, I I think that too many people fall back to saying like, oh, well, I don't understand them. It's like, well, when was the last time you asked? When was the last time that you sat down and asked your spouse or your significant other, how can I make your day better? What can I do for you? What would make you feel loved? I think that we fall back to thinking that we should automatically have it figured out. And it's like, this is an ever growing process that will allow someone to feel like they are significant in your life. And if you are sitting back on the sidelines, you owe it to them from a relationship standpoint from a trust standpoint and just from an energy standpoint to be able to make them feel like you care about them and that starts with really understanding them and asking them how how do you accept this what do you want like what would make you feel the most nurtured and loved today
1: and if genuinely if you have a hard time communicating that there's plenty of tools that you can use to uncover those things if you just aren't necessarily a feelsy person and you really have a hard time expressing how you need to be loved or how you give love or things like that and i talk about this all the time but i genuinely believe that if you take the five love languages test or you read the book it can really help you especially if you have a hard time communicating that those types of things and that's by gary chapman it's a great book great easy read
0: we can make sure that's in the show notes too this is true what were you gonna say? I didn't mean to jump in.
1: The only other piece that I wanna to add to that is like you have to even if you don't read the book, this will be very valuable. But you don't wanna fall into thinking about what you would do. And I'll use an example like I always do the dishes for you and you don't you don't respect that or you don't appreciate that. But maybe that's how like you feel loved, is like if he were to take the dish, take care of the dishes for you. So you don't want to fall back into like, well, I already do all of this for you because that might not mean anything to him. And that's okay. That's totally okay. There's nothing wrong with how you accept and feel loved. And it's okay to understand that you're two completely different people and you need to be loved in completely different ways most of the time.
0: Well, I think that that bats back to trust too. You need to trust that I'm going to be able to take the time and the energy to understand you, but I also have to come from a position where I trust that you're going to do the same for me. Or at least that we can get to a place where that's the norm.
1: Absolutely. And trusting that by doing the things that your partner asks for, they will feel loved. Because so there's definitely, like, I know that Brian loves getting little gifts, but sometimes I feel like, oh, well, That wouldn't make me feel loved, so why wouldn't I do that? And no, cut off your own ego and just trust it. Because they'll they'll tell you. They should. That goes back to communication.
0: Yeah, well, I think that... So this is the nature of the posts that I put on social media today. Um, Essentially, trust is the foundation that communication is built off of. Trust is the the foundation that respect is built off of. And I think that communication and respect are the things that people think like, oh, I need to be able to communicate. I need to be able to respect my partner, which those are absolutely important and vital, but you can't respect someone until you trust that there's someone that you should respect. You can't communicate with someone until you have the trust that you can be vulnerable and be raw and be real. I think the most amazing thing about our relationship is so Lindsay and I spend all day, every day with each other for the most part. In some facet, even though we're separate, we're, you know, maybe I'm working on a project, she's working on another project. We're working in the same space the majority of the time. And the thing that I think makes that even more difficult is you have to communicate at such a heightened level when you're operating like this and when you're building a business together. And what that really does is I have to be willing to trust you and I have to be willing to allow myself to be so vulnerable and real that we can communicate on some things that I can't ever imagine talking to anyone about. And I think that that's the foundation of everything. Because from there, I will respect you for everything. I will respect your honesty. I will respect your ability to, to you know communicate the things that are important to you. But that, that foundation has to be there first.
1: Absolutely. I completely agree. I do want to bring it back for a second because I think there's it's great to talk about where we are right now. But it's taken a long time to build this. So for anybody who's not in a relationship right now and is seeking one, what would be our best advice? For that person,
0: love yourself first. I mm. agree, that's what I would say. Because once you so mem this, I'm working with a client right now, and that's been the chief focus of our program together. She's lost almost 45 pounds in her six months, but more than anything, it's been a really internalized focus on how to get her to the point where she loves herself enough to accept the right love into our life. It's like, if you're with someone who you hate, it's because you haven't changed the part of you that you know that you need to fix. There's a great saying that says, we accept the love that we believe we deserve. And so if you're in a position where you're like, oh, well, I just want to find someone. It's like, no, you don't. You don't. Like there's a level of like loneliness that exists. And I think that we've all been there, but there's nothing more lonely than being with a with someone who makes you feel like you're nothing, Mm -hmm. that you don't matter. And there's someone who doesn't treat you the way that you know you deserve. And so the first thing I would do is get really certain on who you are, what you deserve, what level you accept into your life. And that comes through asking yourself really hard questions. Like I used to stay up, when I was going through my transformation into the person that I am now, and I'm always learning more and I'm always asking myself questions, but I schedule in time every two to three weeks, two to four weeks maybe, that I sit down and journal for at least a half an hour to an hour. And now maybe you're gonna say, oh, well, it's nice, you know, I don't have to half an hour to an hour. No, you do. Pick your Saturday up and do it. Like, find the time and create the time. and Ask yourself like, Who am I? What do I want to produce in my life? What are the actions that are going to lead to that result? And what are the elements in my life that I would really like to change right now or that I could work on? What would allow me to increase my happiness by just 1%? And I think that once you get that answer, the right person will come to you, the right person will step into your life. Like Lindsay, I've said this a million times to you, and I've said it to everyone, but like you stepped in my life when you were supposed to because I was aligned on what I was looking for. And I was nervous to get back into another relationship because I was like, oh, I just gotta have a three-year relationship. I wanna be single, I wanna be able to like open myself up to maybe the right person, or I don't wanna like just dive into another relationship and like close myself off from meeting new people. And then I had this moment, I was like, well, who would the person be that I would find that I would actually like want to be with? Well, they would be X, Y, Z. And they would have this. And they would make me feel this way. And I would feel important. And I would be able to be trusting and vulnerable with them. And I was like, well, I'm already with that person. And it took me getting really real and raw with what I wanted out of my partner. And that really came down to being, what do I want in myself?
1: And the end goal, and I can say this because I came from certainly being through a lot of bad relationships because I was always that person that was like, oh, I'm I'm with you. Like, I'm going to stay with you no matter what. Like, we're going to make it happen. We're going to make it work. But you want to get to that point where you are ecstatic about saying, I'm with you, heart and soul. It's like, I've been saying that to Brian the past, like, week or so because it's just been on my mind. But you want to get to that point where that doesn't make you uneasy because thinking about... Working through the hard times can be if you feel uneasy about that you might not be with the right person and That's the end goal is to be so comfortable with your person and So in love with your person that you can say that and not feel an ounce of nervousness or anxiety or maybe there's still a little fear because it's a little scary, but End goal is to be with them heart and soul. Mm.
0: I think it's so powerful. And so off of that, the foundation of everything is trust. Mm-hmm. When you trust yourself and when you trust someone else, you can build a relationship that allows you to be vulnerable. And it's like, so right now to tie this up, we're in Dallas. We had an experience where we were living with a family and we were transforming their lives in a month. And our clients did amazing. But there was a level of trust that Lindsay and I had to have in our business relationship and our working relationship and within each other like there is a very strict no negativity policy when i was working with my client Lindsay would be helping get their food ready with the nutrition she was really focused on that and that was a level of trust that all the pieces were working together because i have my own strong suits and sodas and Lindsay, and so that's another element of trust that has to be congruent and coherent when you're going into any situation. I think that that's not just in business. I think it's in any situation in life. I think this is a principle that everyone can apply. And so on that note, are there any last parting thoughts about trust?
1: I think we should just tie it back to the beginning and just say that trust is the trust is the most important value you can have in a relationship and I don't think many people would disagree with that. Mm-hmm. So Take everything that we said and take the practical tools that we've given you and go either find yourself or find a relationship that you are proud to be in and that gives you peace and does not make you feel negative. It makes you feel endlessly positive even though there's going to be struggles and there's going to be harder times that would be my biggest piece for whoever's listening to this.
0: Mm, I love that. I love that. And so the one thing that we're going to ask you guys, and one thing I think we want to be able to give you is as much feedback and help in our journey on this podcast. And one of the things that you can do is leave us a review on iTunes. If you leave us a review on iTunes, put your question into the review. What would you like to hear us talk about or discuss? Or at the same time, you can screenshot this podcast on your phones and post it on your Instagram stories. Post it with your questions or any of the feedback that you loved about this podcast, what your thoughts were. And make sure to reach out to us on our personal Instagrams at Brian Pickowitz and at...
1: Regobomb.
0: And we will make sure to answer any of your questions, give you any of the feedback or support that you're looking for, and make sure that you are in the best position possible to start your journey too. So on that note...
1: Thank you for listening.
0: Thank you guys. It's been awesome. This is our first episode of this. So we'll be doing these every month on the third Thursday of the month. This is going to be coming out. So this is our journey and thank you for joining. See you guys soon. Bye guys. Thank you for tuning in today to My Journey. I hope this episode brought some value and light into your life. If you love this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes and shout us out on your Instagram stories so we can share this message with as many people as possible. And if you're ready to start your own journey, reach out to me at BrianPickwist.com forward slash start. And until next time, thank you again. And remember, the journey starts with you. I'll see you guys.